Welcome to Arkansas AgCast, your source for the latest news and views in Arkansas agriculture. Arkansas AgCast is produced by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation. I'm Greg Patterson, and on this edition of Arkansas AgCast, I'm talking to Arkansas Farm Bureau's Director of Education and Outreach, Andy Guffey, about the Farm to School program. Let's talk specifically about Farm to School, and and just to get started, what are the the benefits that you see in the Farm to School program? Well, part of the greatest benefit of the Farm to School program is actually connecting the kids in the schools to you know, the farmers that are producing food right here in their own state. And it gives an opportunity for small farm producers to have an outlet for their product uh, that's local, that, you know, reaches there in the local community. It gives, you know, any of our farmers that are involved with the farm-to-table uh, programs have another opportunity for their, for their product to make it out there. And at the same time, though, it allows us to bring awareness to uh, the fact that, you know, their chicken is coming from Tyson, their rice comes from Riceland or producers, that this is locally grown food, and even something as broad or general as chicken or rice is actually locally produced here in Arkansas. So uh, to me, that's the greatest benefit, is that connection between those farmers in that community and those children in that school. What is, in your, in your opinion, the best approach uh, for connecting food, farming, and school curriculum? Well, I think it's it takes an integrated approach. Um, naturally, the Ag in the Classroom program and the materials that we produce, uh, we feel like do a great job of introducing the kids, students to the commodities that are produced here, you know, facts about them, the products that come from them, how much of it our farmers produce. Uh, but then you also have programs from Extension that introduce kids to nutrition and making healthy choices. and. And so, so specifically 4-H type programs? or 4-H and some uh, family and consumer science programs that Extension provides that really do a great job of linking that nutrition piece that's there. Uh, they have several programs where they're not only using our materials to supplement theirs, but really talking about uh, health issues with the students and going to the schools and doing programs, much in the way that we go to the schools and do ag education programs for them. And so, and then you tie that in and farm to school, and what they're doing is saying, hey, you know, here's what we do. Here's some more resources to help you link all that together. And, and our, the current farm to school program is doing a really good job of that. So you got ag in the classroom, you got farm to school, and then I think another integrated approach that, that you use as well, and we've used it here in Farm Bureau, is the, is the garden grant program. Yes, and our garden grant program over the years, I mean, now we're well over $120,000 worth of grants. Um, hundreds of schools that we've given them to a lot of the schools are now taking that grant and they're actually doing community garden initiatives they're growing food not only to use in their school but maybe they're growing food they're donating to food banks there uh, in their community and so it's really grown into a program of you know of not just the kids learning what it takes to produce food but then learning okay where does this food go how does it get there What's the best way to provide that? You know, who's needing it? Where are the deficits? And so it's it's really expanded on its own and been a great thing. How about um, what advice do you have for a for a child nutrition director um, who wants to get involved in the farm to school program? I think the best advice is is uh, number one. I think uh, talking with your county farm bureau to find out. You know, if they, the kind of producers they have, definitely visit with their local extension service. 
they may know of small farm producers that are looking for opportunities that way. But above all, it's very important that they connect uh, with the people at farm at the Arkansas Farm to School program because they can help them with uh, the certification processes that they have to meet in schools for bringing in fresh product and you know and, and linking them with farmers that can do that and how do we you know meet our they have rules and regulations that they have to meet as part of their school lunch program and and what uh, Emily and Jenna have done with Farm to School is really kind of help put that information piece together for everybody for both the producer and the school and say, hey, here's how you get over these hurdles, here's how you meet these requirements, you know, this is what it's going to take, you know, for that program. And, and it even applies to those that are doing it in a school-based garden. Even though it's that school-based garden, it still has to meet those, you know, they have to follow the rules. Yeah. So they still have those issues even on the school-based garden. In, in your experience in, in being a part of, of helping in this whole integrated approach, which includes farm to school, what do you think the biggest misconception people have when they're like, oh, whether it's from the producer side or the school side? I think probably the biggest misconception that people have is the amount of product and availability. And a lot of people never stop to think that if I have 400 kids in a school, well, if I want to give them, every one of those kids, a half a cup of fresh fruit every day, how much is that actually? You know, how, how many peaches would it take to give every kid in that school on one day a half a cup of peaches? And then how do I get that product? How do we store that product? And so a lot of people really embrace the idea of the program without ever actually understanding the logistics that are there. A, how do we get product? B, how much is it going to take? And if I'm talking about just one school... If I have four or five schools in that county or in that one school system trying to do the same thing, you know, now we're talking about, you know, hundreds and hundreds of pounds of product for one day. And and so I think that's the the logistics of it is the biggest misconception. What's available, when is it available, and just how much do we have to have to do this? How about from the school side, the nutrition directors, the, the people who were doing the buying and whatnot? Um what do they need to understand about about our farmers and ranchers in regards to understanding what it takes to to make that happen for them? And where I'm going after here is yeah, where think, you talked about sustainability. That yeah. you know, this isn't going to be cheap stuff. Yes, and I think that for the nutrition directors, their challenge is how do I fit this in the budget that I'm given based on our farmers have to make an acceptable profit off of what they produce uh, and so they have to find that balancing act and I think for them sometimes they don't recognize that when we deal on a smaller scale and we deal with our local farmers that their overhead and their cost are higher than say if I'm buying that same product through food service industry uh, and so the economies of scale kind of diminish you know when we talk about dealing with local farmers and so they have to figure out how does this fit into my school budget and how do I still, you know, am able to pay a fair price to that local farmer that allows them to, you know, make a profit and, and continue to farm? And, and so the sustainability part of it, I think, is, is there always just because our farmers do a great job. Uh, but it's that the profitability part is the one that catches people. Right. Because it is expensive. It was interesting when I talked to several of the people who were involved in the program, specifically Randy Arnold, 
specifically Mark Morgan. Um, the Lee family with Flying Sea Ranch, yes. interested in getting involved. Um, they were all about, you know, hey, this is an avenue where we can move product and we're excited about that. Yeah. But every one of them had this altruistic value they attached to it where they really felt good yes. about being able to participate uh, much to the Randy Arnold even said hey my my picture hangs on the wall in Fayetteville High School's cafeteria yeah. they were they were very excited about the educational component of being able to tell their story speak to that a little bit because you you deal with these people a lot more than I do yeah I think that for one thing you know, our farmers really want people to know, you know, just how passionate they are about delivering a quality food product to the American people. They really want people to know that. And they like being involved with this program because it allows them to be involved with the children and the students in their community and say, hey, I'm your neighbor and I'm producing this product on my farm every day and you know, and trying to do the best job I can to not only produce a quality product, but a safe product, a nutritious product, you know, it feeds my family in addition to feeding yours. And, and our farmers, that's the message they want people to understand, is that, hey, I'm doing this because this is where my passion lies. This is what I believe in. This is what I do for a living, not because it's how I pay the bills, but because this is really where my passion is and, and what I want to do. And so, yeah, there are you see the excitement in them because they, they think, hey, here's a way for us to actually connect with these students at a young age and overcome some of the misconceptions out there that all the food comes from Walmart in a box or, you know, that it just magically appears on the shelf and that they're, hey, there actually is this neighbor right down the road from me that I probably have seen 15 times but didn't really know what he did. And now, you know, you know, like you said with Randy Arnold, my picture hangs in there and these kids know that these strawberries are coming from my farm or, you know, or in the case of Mark Morgan, these peaches are coming from his farm to the school there in Clarksville, and and so I think that's you know they want that connection, they desire to have that connection, and for some of them they have found that this is a great avenue, and we even have farmers that I know of that have said, hey, I'm willing to put in a little extra effort to help you be able to have this product and work with you, you know, to make sure that we you know can process the product and store it properly. And so even somebody who has a product that comes off, you know, during the summertime before school starts, you know, has, they've said, hey, you know, we'll help you get this processed and stored properly so that when school starts you've got products you can use. Yeah, Mark, Mark, and Mark that, does that. And we've got others that have, you know, that are doing right. that and they're saying, hey, you know, I have the storage capacity on my farm, so if you're going to buy, uh, you know, X amount of pounds of beef, uh, then I'll I'll keep it stored here, and when you get y'all are ready, well then I'll pull it from my freezer stock and bring it to you, and and it'll still right. be a fresh frozen product right. that you can use. And that has to happen because so many of the schools nowadays just don't have storage capacity and processing capacity. The food service in schools changed, right? And so a lot of the newer facilities don't have that storage ability and things like that that they have to have for that product. The other thing I noticed, and, and I, I'm sure you'll be able to jump on it and agree with it, is in this integration to take it full circle. Yeah. Now we're seeing um, these kids in these classes are going to the farm. Yes. And how important is that? Well, that's extremely important that the kids see the actual work that goes on. 
what it takes, you know, where this product starts, different phases of growth, and whether that's a crop we produce or livestock or poultry, you know, they need to see the different phases of that, how much time is invested, how much labor is invested, you know, the, the amount of capital that a farmer has invested. There's so many lessons that we can teach young people when we're able to bring them to the farm. We, we can talk to them about labor. We can talk to them about capital investments in business. We can, you know, talk to them about the service people that a farmer has to have to help them out, whether it's, you know, the equipment dealer or veterinarian or, you know, whoever they work with to, you know, to solve problems and fix things. And, but that actual farm visit helps those young people put that connection there. Hey, yeah, this, this really does exist right here in, in my neighborhood where I live. That just to wait, you know, three miles from my house, here's this farm. Yeah. And and it's producing this food and we're you know, we're able to get some of that food in our schools and that's part of our lunch program and and so that's that connection is really and and what a lot of our county farm bureaus have started to do is take advantage of that and say, Hey, let's bring them out to the farm and more of our farmers are willing to say, Hey, bring them out here. You know, and there's some of them are entertaining classes, you know, four and five times a year now out on their farm because they really are passionate about showing these kids what they do every day and making sure they know that this is going on right in their community. It was interesting, too, to see the kids be able to get hands-on, pick strawberries. Yes. Um, And then even to the extent down to a level of understanding that, of course, as you well know, when those strawberry plants are coming off, they all have those little tiny white flowers Mm -hmm. on them. And the kids invariably want to pick that flower off. And the extension guys going, you just picked a strawberry before it was yes. ready. So they learn that. They go to Mark's place and they pick peaches. And they, they eat this stuff right yeah. there. They understand what's going on. So it's, it's good. The final question I'd have for you is, what is, in your opinion, what's the best benefit the kids get out of it? Obviously, the school and the producer have a relationship. But what about the kid? I think from the program as a whole for our students and for the kids that are in the school, I think the biggest benefit for them is is learning where their food comes from and learning how to make healthy choices in their diet. Really beginning to grasp that concept that, that food really is local and that there are some things, though, that in order for us to have them, we don't produce them here. They've got to come from somewhere else. So they'll know, and if they make that trip to the grocery store with their parents, with their parents they'll know, say, oh, hey, you know, some of this stuff could have been grown here, but this thing's over here. We don't produce that here. That had to be brought in from another state or another country even. And But at the same time, I think that that tie-in with the learning about the food and making those healthy choices, and, and I think really all of that coming together is, is the great benefit for these students. Thank you, Andy, for giving us a few minutes of your time. We've been speaking in this edition of AgCast with Andy Guffey, the Director of Education and Outreach for the Arkansas Farm Bureau.